Let us pray. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. 1 Samuel 18.28 I thank you, God, for divine protection against my haters. Thank you that even when people plot and devise schemes to betray me and hinder your call for my life, I will be able to dodge their attacks like David dodged the spears of Saul. If the marker for promotion gets unfairly pushed farther back for me because of the favor you placed on my life, I will praise you for allowing me to exceed the expectations of my haters, proving that you are with me indeed. When broken promises and deceitful measures seem to be before me, I know you'll surround me with people of valor who will help accomplish the impossible task devised against me to slow down and block my blessings. I decree and declare that haters make room for the greater. And like David, my life is living proof. In Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Friendship, Jealousy, and Marriage In our last story, we witnessed David's triumph over Goliath. The Lord was mightily upon David and gave him strength to topple the Philistine giant. The Israelites raced into battle behind David and defeated the Philistines. In this story, we learn about David gaining a new family in the house of Saul. His heart is knitted closely to Jonathan and Michal. Yet the darkness in Saul's heart continues to seep into his actions, as inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In yesterday's episode, we heard the very familiar story of David and Goliath how God delivered the giant into David's hand and freed Israel from the fear of the Philistine army. David became a household name in Israel after that day, and he was welcomed into Saul's household. Today we'll learn how David's bond of friendship, even brotherhood, began to strengthen with Saul's family, especially his son Jonathan. But we will also see how Saul's pride and rebellious heart continues to grow. It will turn him against David, So now envy and jealousy clouds his vision. So let's listen now to today's reading. David's victory brought him a new family. David served in the house of Saul, being sent out as a man of war against all of Israel's enemies. Saul kept David close, and as a result, David and Jonathan became close friends. Their brotherhood became a source of strength for David, for Jonathan was the first of many to truly treat David like a king. Jonathan recognized the favor of God over David and gave him his armor, sword, and bow. Unlike Saul's armor, Jonathan's fit perfectly on David. Together, the two braved many battles. The two worked in perfect tandem, defeating their enemies swiftly and with might. The people began to love David, as well as Saul's servants and armies. They followed him in a way they never followed Saul. They trusted his skills, but more importantly, they trusted his heart. 
David and Jonathan had been out to war against the Philistines. David flew over the battlefield, waving his sword through the ranks of the enemy. David was masterful in battle, like an artist possessed by God. David painted the battlefield red with the blood of evil warlords. The enemy feared David, and the people loved him. As they were coming home from battle, David returned to a parade of people shouting his name. The streets were filled with women singing and dancing with their tambourines. Men shouted for joy and played their instruments. All the women of the capital sang as one, singing, Saul has struck down thousands, and David his ten thousands. David's smile reached his eyes. Saul watched the parade from his home above the city. In his dimly lit room, Saul sneered at the sight of David's celebration from his window. His room filled with the echoing sounds of the women's song. Saul has killed thousands, and David his ten thousands. Saul paced his room, stirring in his own paranoia. What more can they give him but my kingdom? Saul thought to himself. From that day forward, the people's song would not escape Saul's mind. It tormented him and demented his view of David. One day, David was playing his harp for Saul. The beautiful music filled the room like the scent of fresh roses. Yet all Saul could hear was that one song, David has killed his ten thousands. The words festered in his subconscious, sitting on his throne with a spear clenched in his fist. He watched David play. He hated him. He hated who he would become. But more than that, Saul hated himself for losing the favor of God. A strange spirit of contempt came over Saul. His eyes became blurry with rage, and beads of sweat began to drip from his forehead. I will pin that boy to the wall, Saul whispered to himself. In that instant, Saul yelled and hurled the spear towards David. David's eyes lifted from the harp to the spear just in time, and he ducked away as it flew over his head. Saul took another spear near his throne and flung it at David. This time, David leapt to the right, barely getting scratched by the flying spear. David ran out from the presence of Saul, and Saul collapsed to his knees and wept. Though he was still a young man, Saul was afraid of who David would become. He knew the Lord's Spirit had come upon David just as quickly as it left him. Saul could not stand the sight of David. So he promoted him to commander of a thousand men. In hopes that David would die in battle, Saul sent him and his men out frequently. David led them well and had great success in all his missions, for God was with him. Just as Joseph in Egypt, David was excellent in all he put his hands to. Saul stood in awe of David, and his jealousy turned into complete fear. As Saul's fear grew, Israel's love grew. He was their champion. Since David had defeated Goliath, he was meant to marry Mirab, Saul's oldest daughter. The two were betrothed, and David was overwhelmed with honor that Saul would allow him to be his son-in-law. Although Saul once tried to kill David, David still held Saul with great love and honor. David looked at Saul with the admiration a son had for his father. The time had drawn close for David and Mirab to get married. But in a moment of jealousy, Saul gave Mirab to be married to another man, Adriel. Although confused by Saul's actions, David did not worry too much. For he and Michal, Saul's younger daughter, had fallen in love shortly after. The two cared for each other deeply, and Saul was pleased. Saul thought a wife would be a perfect trap for David to lose his edge in battle. 
so he proposed that the two be married. In those days, only royalty married royalty. David was the son of a shepherd and very poor. I cannot afford to marry Saul's daughter, David said. So Saul came up with his own plan and said, The price for my daughter is a hundred foreskins from the Philistine menace. Saul said this, almost certain David would fall in battle. There would be no way he could defeat one hundred Philistines on his own. Luckily, David was not alone. Mighty men of valor bonded themselves to David. They loved him like Jonathan loved him, and followed him wherever he went. Together, they slew one hundred Philistines. Pleased, David brought them before the king. Mihao and David were married later that month, and the two of them loved each other deeply. Yet Saul would continue to plot David's murder. The Philistines would continue to rise up against Israel. With David at the helm of the army, no battle was lost. The affection of the people for David mirrored David's affection for God. David drew closer to the Lord day by day, leaning on him for strength. All the while, Saul drew further and further away from God. He was lost in a well of self-pity and paranoia, a well that would eventually spill over and seek to drown David. David's great victory over the giant established him as a great warrior. His days of tending sheep were now over, and he was welcomed into the household of the king, King Saul, not as a harp player, but now as one of the family. David and Jonathan become close friends. Their hearts were very much alike, humble and sensitive to God's leading. Jonathan gave David his armor, and unlike Saul's, which hung heavy and ill-fitting, Jonathan's armor fit perfectly. Together they fought numerous battles, winning victory after victory for God's people. David became more and more respected among the Israelites and among Saul's servants, but unlike Saul, who enjoyed his fame way too much, and let it go to his head with pride, David continually focused on doing God's will and fighting the battles to which he was commanded. The people began to sing the praises of David. Their songs were rising in the streets, pitting Saul's victories as small as compared to this new hero. Saul the king by now figures that he is a deposed king. He heard the praise and his heart filled with jealousy and contempt towards David. He could see the handwriting on the wall. David would one day overtake him. And his hatred for David began to steadily grow until one day, as David played the harp in the throne room, Saul took a spear and hurled it towards David. He missed and then tried again. David ran away unscathed, and Saul wept. But Saul knew there was more than one way to get what he wanted. So he started to send David on more and more missions, hoping he would die in battle. Saul failed to grasp the truth that God's purposes could not, would not be deterred. 1 Samuel 18 and verse 14 says, And David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. Only a fool thinks that he can defeat the plans of God, and Saul was acting like a fool. Of course, his plans backfired, and God gave David victory after victory, strengthening his position and his power in the hearts of the people. Then Saul had promised a reward for the person who would defeat the giant, and the reward would be the hand of his daughter in marriage. Rather than giving David his oldest daughter in marriage, though, he gave her hand to another. But this didn't bother David. He was taken up with Saul's youngest daughter, Michael. 
Saul was happy to hear this as he saw an opportunity to once more put David in harm's way because David could not afford a dowry for Michael. And Saul proposed the payment of 100 Philistine foreskins. That would surely lead to David's death. David, however, wasn't alone in the fight. Brave men joined him, and he was able to defeat 100 Philistines. David married Saul's daughter, but Saul continued to plot against David. Yet in all of this, David continued to show great love and respect for Saul. He knew of Saul's evil, envious intentions, but he exemplified loyalty and love even to someone who hated him. As God continued to give David's victory, the people grew more and more in love with David. David, however, did not grow prideful. His heart remained focused on God, and God blessed him at every turn. Saul grew further and further away from God in disobedience and darkness. And the next time, we will hear how Saul one more time tries to take David's life and how the Lord protects the future king. Lord God, give us the heart of a man like David, a heart for you. May we always remain faithful and true. May our humility and our integrity always be present in our lives. God, help us always to give you the glory for every victory in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know. And by sharing this podcast, we can get the Word of God to the world. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.